welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 13 of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Thank you for joining me today. I am your host, as usual, Joe Curry. And today, we're going to discuss uh, in a little more detail some what we would consider safe withdrawal rates and some traditional retirement planning projections. Last episode, if you tuned in, uh, you would have heard me speaking about kind of an overview of different retirement income planning options, such as safe withdrawal rates and dynamic income strategies and buckets. So this episode and the next couple are going to be a deeper dive into these topics. The topic of our discussion today, these safe withdrawal rates, and again, the more traditional retirement planning projections. And as I, as I say, traditional, this is this is what we've seen kind of traditionally as far as retirement income planning. So we'll take a little bit of a, a deeper dive and start by just looking at how most retirement planning has been done in the past anyway, if not still uh, the majority today. And it's really with just starting with a projection it's taken into account some uh, assumptions like uh, assumptions around inflation and assumptions around rates of return, assumptions around longevity, so how long you're going to live, and putting it all together through a computer program or financial planning software generally to see if there's still money left over before you die. So as I've you know, discussed in some of the retirement risk episodes, that's okay as a starting point. It gives us a bit of an idea of you know, if we're in the ballpark, so to speak. But it doesn't really plan for any what ifs. It doesn't take into account risks like sequence of return risk. So, you know, what if the returns are bad in the early years? So even if we average out to that rate of return we projected, there might not be any money later for good returns in later years if that's when they come. So what we've seen in the past apply to, to help make sure that our, our return assumptions are conservative enough is the safe withdrawal rate. And so the safe withdrawal rate, kind of the, the most famous rule is the uh, the 4% rule. And this is a rule of thumb that a lot of retirement planners or people doing their own planning have, have gone by for figuring out how much income that they can take in retirement and not run out of money over a 30-year retirement period. And so the way that the 4% rule works is you take your portfolio value when you retire, that first year of retirement. And you calculate 4% of that total value. So if you had a million dollars invested in your retirement nest egg, 4% of that is going to be $40,000. So that's your starting withdrawals, $40,000 per year. And then from there, moving forward, you're just going to uh, adjust your income upwards with inflation each year. So you know if the, if the cost of living or inflation goes up by 2%, next year, your withdrawals are going to be $40,000 that you started with in year one, plus 2% of that amount to make sure you're keeping up with inflation. So, you know, this is a pretty simple way of doing your retirement income. It doesn't take a, a well, it's really is not a plan, right? It's just a, you know, here's what you're going to do going forward. But, you know, one of the downsides is 
if things don't go as we hope, or we see some kind of scenario that's worse than what we've seen in the past, then this might not work out and there's no strategy for when to adjust. So that's, you know, one of the, the downfalls, but it is pretty simple. And the other thing is that's getting us through a 30 year period. But as I talked about in some of the retirement risk episodes, we don't know how long we're going to live, but we're going to be seeing, you know, retirement periods more and more often that are, are longer than 30 years. So something else to, to keep in mind. And the 4% rule, this was done by a gentleman in the name of Bill Bangan, which I think I mentioned in the last episode. And early on in the retirement planning space, everything was kind of done more rules of thumb that were just based off of uh, personal experience or personal assumptions of, of retirement planners, but not a lot of it was really based on data. So what Bill did was he went back through U.S. returns. He built a portfolio of 50% stocks, 50% fixed income or bonds. And, uh, and he just played out all the different potential scenarios that we've seen in U.S. history to, to figure out what was the, the highest amount you could take from a portfolio for that starting point. So that 4% that he, he came up with and increase it with inflation and not run out of money over a 30-year period. So, you know, hundreds of different scenarios and, and starting points to, to figure out that number. And it came to, uh, it was 4%, I think like 4.15% maybe. So that was kind of the starting point for this whole rule. Now, there's been a recent 2021 paper by Morningstar that suggests given the projected outlook for bonds and a, a rising rate, so rising interest rate environment that maybe 4% is actually too high. And their suggestion is 3.3%. Was actually is actually the the new safe rule, which is interesting because I believe it was last year, 2021, or maybe it might have been 2020, but I think it was 2021. Bill Bang was on Michael Kitz's podcast, Financial Advisor Success Podcast, speaking about the rule. And so when he was a, a practicing financial advisor, retirement planner, he didn't actually use four percent as the rule with his clients. He used four and a half percent, so he had to actually bump that up. And additionally, in, in his uh, interview last year, he mentioned that if he were uh, still actively practicing today, given inflation, uh, the inflation environment that we've been in, maybe not the, the last couple of months, but up until last year, uh, he said he would probably use a number more like five or, or five and a half percent. And so I don't know if he would uh, maybe change that that number that he mentioned there in that interview, uh, given the inflation we've seen in the last year and uh, as it continues to, to, to ramp up. But I guess the point there is that, you know, we can we can go backwards and look and you know know what's worked over the last uh, hundred years or so, but we still don't know what's going to happen in the future. So there's no guarantees there, and different environments are, are going to have uh, different incomes. And also, it's important to keep in mind that you know the four percent rule was based on getting through the worst case scenario. So that means that most scenarios are actually going to be better than that worst case scenario. So more often than not. The 4% rule uh, could be too conservative for a 30-year retirement, and you might end up with uh, a lot of money left over and not really maximize your retirement, especially in those early years. And then another uh, kind of variation on the, uh, the safe withdrawal strategy, where you're picking that safe withdrawal and, and just working from there through retirement, is a fixed percentage withdrawal. And so what that means is, let's just say we start with that same 4% number. each year you're going to take 4% of the starting of the year portfolio value. So for example, if you started with that million dollars 
and you're going to use 4% as your withdrawal number. So you could take out $40,000 in that first year. Let's say, uh, you know, by some miracle, your portfolio doubles in value over that first year in retirement. And at the start of year two, you had $2 million in there. Well, with the fixed percentage uh, withdrawal strategy, what you would do then is you still take out 4% the next year. So in that scenario, you could take out $80,000. So this is a, you know, a strategy that you're probably never going to run out of money because if your portfolio goes way down, you're just going to be taking a much smaller amount out of the portfolio. So it's good from that standpoint that there is kind of a plan of, you know, markets aren't doing well, your portfolio is not doing well, you're taking less out of the portfolio. But this isn't really a viable strategy for most people because there's going to be such a substantial difference in income from year to year. And most people don't do well having to have you know extreme adjustments in the amount of income available to them. That said, where this might make sense is for someone who has maybe some pension income on top of their government benefits. So in that scenario, you know if you have a steady stream of income, that you know is gonna take care of all your needs and your portfolio is more there just for excess spending like travel and things like that, then the fixed percentage strategy might actually be a, a decent or a good starting point as a strategy for your retirement income planning. Going back to our, uh, you know, those retirement projections where we're building in all of our assumptions to figure out how much we can take out and not run out of money, rather than using like a safe withdrawal rate or, just coming up with a, a rate of return that we feel we're comfortable with. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people use like 4%, as we talked about, also 5%. But another way to do it is, is taking that projection a step further and coming up with our own safe withdrawal rate based on a specific person's circumstances and assumptions. And so that would be a Monte Carlo analysis. So we build in all the assumptions, we build in the portfolio that the, the client's comfortable with. And then basically what happens with the Monte Carlo scenario is that the software runs, you know, potentially thousands or tens of thousands of different scenarios based on what we know about the, the, the portfolio the client's in and what could potentially happen. And it runs all these different scenarios and it comes up with a, a number. So if you're going to take, say you're looking at it from an income standpoint, you know, I need $5,000 a month of income, keeping up with inflation through my entire uh, retirement period. So then the portfolio or the Monte Carlo analysis would take that your portfolio and the income you need and run it through all these simulations. And it would say, you know, based on all of the assumptions, you could take $5,000 per month of income. And if you live until X age that we assumed, you will be successful 74% of the time, or you'll be successful 85% of the time, or it's going to give you a number, right? And so that's uh, that's probably the most common way we see retirement plans run these days. Uh, again, it's not really a plan. It's giving you a starting point for how much you can take and, and giving you a, a level of confidence based on a, a percentage. You know, one of the problems I see with that, especially in speaking to clients, is if I say, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you have a, a 79% chance of success with your portfolio. So a lot of clients will look at that and say, okay, so that means I have a you know, a 21% chance that I'm going to run out of money. And that doesn't usually sit very well. Now, theoretically, if we have a plan in place, and this is where the dynamic strategies we'll talk about in their next episode come in, but if we have a plan in place, that might just be a 79% chance that we need to make an adjustment to your, your income. It doesn't necessarily mean that you either you're successful or you run out of money, right? So, but 
but it's kind of hard to, to figure out, you know, what's, what's okay is 80%, you know, a high enough success level is 70% high enough. Should it be over 90%? You know, every person's going to be a little bit different. And again, when we talk about percentages, and I apologize if I'm using percentages too much, but I know that, you know, most of us don't really think in percentages and, and it's hard to have confidence in what we're doing when we're, we're speaking to numbers like that. But the Monte Carlo analysis, it, it does run, like I say, thousands of different scenarios, and it can allow us to make some more informed decisions about how much we're taking out of the portfolio. And if we speak in those percentages, and that does make sense, and there's some wiggle room and how much spending you need to do or want to do in retirement, you know, you can adjust spending to, to get that number to a, a level that's comfortable for you. So it is a viable option. And another kind of version of the Monte Carlo analysis is rather than taking all these computer simulated scenarios is it's just taking market data, running back as far as we have the data. So say roughly hundred years and going through real world scenarios. And this is basically what, you know, Bill did, Bill Bengen for the coming up with the 4% rule. It's running through all the different scenarios we've seen in the past. So if we run through all those same idea instead of, you know, thousands or tens of thousands, we're probably going to get uh, hundreds or maybe maybe into the, the thousands of scenarios that have actually happened. And so it's going to be able to answer questions for you, like, based on what I'm trying to do and how long I think I'm going to live, would I have run out of money if I retired right before the Great Depression? Or would I have run out of money if I had retired in the, the late 60s, right before uh, you know a bear market, so a big downturn in, in, in the stock market and, and hyperinflation? Knowing that your portfolio would survive through scenarios like that, it, it often will make it a lot easier for you to have a plan that you can stick with and be confident in. And that brings up a bit of an interesting point. Most people think, so if you ask yourself this question, you know, when's the worst time in the last, you know, 100 or 120 years to retire? When would that have been? And most people would just automatically assume uh, right before the Great Depression started. But the answer is actually, had you retired in the late 60s, maybe early 70s, and the reason is there's something missing in the Great Depression that didn't make it as bad as retiring in the late 60s, and that is inflation. So when the Great Depression happened, stock, market, stock markets were crashed and they stayed down for a long time, but also the cost of living went down. So in the, uh, the late 60s and the early 70s, we saw bad stock market returns, but that was coupled with very high inflation rates. So the cost of living was going up very quickly. And that actually made it a worse time to retire than the Great Depression. But that's a bit of a, a tangent. The, the whole idea here is that running a Monte Carlo analysis through real world scenarios can give you some, some confidence that if you could get through times like the Great Depression and the late 60s, I just mentioned that you're probably going to be okay for your retirement plan as well. So if I, uh, you know, I kind of stopped there and, and we summarize you know, more traditional ways of uh, doing retirement projections and the safe withdrawal rates. So, you know, the more common uh, scenarios we see being used for retirement income planning or withdrawals from your portfolio. Um, what we can see is, you know, it's a pretty conservative solution. In most scenarios, if you go with that 4% rule, you're probably going to be okay in retirement. But one of the problems with that being pretty conservative is it might be too conservative. So if you want to maximize your income in retirement, because you have some, you know, big, exciting plans, once you once you get there, you want to do traveling and all these kinds of things early on in your retirement, then you might not be taking as much out of your portfolio as you otherwise could be if you had a plan for when to adjust if, uh, if markets weren't going as planned. It's also not taken into 
account if we get a, a worse sequence of returns than what we've seen in the past. So again, in an episode on sequence of return risk, and that is, you know, if you get a, a 4% rate of return throughout your retirement, but in the early years, you know, the first five years, you're actually have a negative 10% average annual rate of return. And it's all made up with good return years from the stock markets later on in retirement. Uh, it doesn't really matter if you have no money left to, to get those good returns to average things there, right? So again, the idea of this is that it's conservative enough that we get through the worst periods. But again, it's, it's backwards looking. So it's not a, it's definitely not a guarantee that you're not going to run out of money. And it also fails to take into account longevity. Again, we did a whole episode on longevity. But the reality is, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, there's going to be more and more retirement periods that are going to be lasting beyond 30 years, right? 40 and 50 years of retirement is is really not going to be unheard of as we move forward, which is something we need to think about when we're doing retirement planning today, because it's not something that has been a huge concern in the past. But if you have a you know a healthy sized portfolio and you're not looking to maximize your income because you have the income you need and you just want to supplement in a way that is fairly safe, that you can feel confident you're going to have money left over for your kids or for charity or whatever that legacy might be for you, then this could be a good strategy. Because again, it is pretty conservative and it is the traditional way of doing things. So there's nothing really wrong with it. But just keep in mind, especially if you want to maximize your, your spending in those early years when you're trying to meet those you know, big goals of, around adventure, travel, other hobbies, whatever it is for you, that this probably isn't going to be the way to help you maximize that income. And it's also not really beyond the initial kind of framework. It's not really a plan that's going to help you know when or how to adjust. So definitely something you want to keep in mind, but I'm excited for our next episode. So on the next episode, we will talk about these dynamic income strategies or dynamic withdrawal strategies. And those are going to be better for helping you understand when, how to take out more money earlier on, I guess, but also knowing when to tighten your belt buckle, so to speak, so that you don't run out of money if things aren't going the way we hope or the way we'd expect, right? So uh, I look forward to having you join me on that episode. And uh, thank you for joining me on episode 13 of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I hopefully learned something today you could apply to your own retirement planning. And, you know, as always, if you know someone who's retiring soon or early in retirement who could benefit from this information, please feel free to share this. And uh, of course, if you found it valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute just to leave a, a five-star review or rating and review because, you know, the more people that find this, you know, the more people we can help get the information out too, so they can make good informed decisions about their own retirement planning. So again, thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to joining you in the next episode. Take care. Investment services are provided through Matthews and Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready 
to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.